live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it all. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Welcome to our second hour of Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A shout-out to all of the gentlemen that were just on the X-Files. This is the professional contributors. Also join us at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific Time, and we will have Shoshana Cook and the Life of a Sports Mom. She has a pretty good one tonight with those guests there. Um, Duck and Tim, that was pretty good that first hour. Your thoughts? Good program. Good program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duck Riley? All I know is I want to talk about Boudini. <laughs> you know, you know what? It was pretty good except for your your comments, you know, <laughs> giving up pork, but you're not going to, okay. You're not going to give up Brenda Tracy. That's who we're going to send you. We're going to send you Brenda Tracy um, for sure. All right. Let's welcome in everybody here. Doc Basil, how are you, sir? Good evening, all. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing good. Doing good. Doing well. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, Will Harris, welcome to the show. Good evening. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing good, sir. Awesome. Awesome to have you on. Larry Tisdale, welcome to the show. Good to be back with everybody. How's everyone? Doing good. Doing good. All right, Duck and Tim, let's do it. Who was Carlos? <laughs> Listen, I can't police everybody. <laughs> oh my he Maybe he needs bacon. to take a break. He needed some. Did you tell? Did you tell him we'll see you in two minutes? Yes, but I don't know okay. if he heard right. me. Mm-hmm. Understood. He, might be, he, he might did be not want his bacon to burn. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Carlos Bradley, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. If you had been here just 30 right. seconds earlier, you would have heard Duck saying, where is Carlos? Did he not understand? <laughs> I got it. I got it. Hey, Chris, okay, wait, Duck. Wait, wait, wait to dry snitch on us, Chris. All right, no that problem. That is my middle name. Thank you very much. I hold the title. All right. I want to start off with Doc since I'm blaming him for that Oklahoma loss. Uh, Doc. No. No. uh <laughs> you can't blame Doc. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Open mic, Doc. What you got for us? So, you know, Doc, much like you, you know, I bring the hard-hitting analysis, so it shouldn't come as any surprise <laughs> what my open mic topic is. <laughs> what? Why did Kirk Herbstreit have his dog on the field at the Georgia game? I mean, I it, might be, it might be risky to bring this up since, you know, I know there's a lot of dog gloves in the world, but – you know, he was playing with his dog like he was Athens Memorial Dog Park. I, I don't really understand why he had his dog on the field. I understand why Ugga's on the field, but I don't know why Kurt had his dog on the field. He's traveling with that dog now. As a matter of fact, on his social media, um, he posts pictures of the dog sleeping on the sofa in the hotel. Um, I don't know, but he's traveling with that dog now, and I don't know why that is such a big deal. But he's made a big deal of posting and, and, and getting a great following from it. So. He traveled with it again this week and had him on the on the sideline. Interesting, mm. dog. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> before, look, before, look, before I move on, uh, Prince, I just want to let you know that uh, ESPN is showing Russell. He's he's signing autographs, kissing babies. So I guess it'll all be well in Denver. <laughs> he's gonna get in trouble. Will, what you got for us? Open mic, Will. Yeah, how about those Howard Bison, a 50 to 20 win over North Carolina Central? Take control of the MIAC, might enter their first uh, celebration bowl. I mean, Central came into the game at 8 and 2, Howard at 5 and 5, blew them out at home. So we'll see if they have a big game at Morgan State this week. So that'll see who up there can close the season and make their first bowl game. Wow. So they so they they have a shot at the celebration bowl? Yeah, they're in a, yeah, they beat Central so that take over first in the MEAT, so it's between I think them, Morgan State and Central are now have one conference loss. So I think Howard versus Morgan this week will pretty much decide it. Huh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right, Tim. You mean the celebration bowl that uh, Dion never won? Anyway, um, <laughs> let, me, let me move on. Uh, um, Deshaun Watson, Doc, uh, Duck, um, we talked a little bit about him uh, last week, and folks were wondering about whether he was, you know, tanking or whether he still had it and all this kind of thing. Um, I think he showed he still got it yesterday. Uh, he played a really good second half, and um, uh, he's hurt. One thing I did notice, he's hurt. His shoulder is, is in pretty bad shape, but he, he gutted it out, and um, they may be a little dangerous if he can be relatively healthy for the rest of the season. Okay. For Mike, Princess. Did you say me, Duck? Okay, I, I have a couple of things. Um, the first is Shaquille O'Neal's daughter committed to um, Florida over LSU to play basketball. That was a big news this morning. Um, so, so congratulations to her. I also want to talk about head coach um, at Morehouse College, Gerard Wilcher, was fired after one year, played for Morehouse, and they fired him after one year after not giving him any recruiting budget and for them not even having a strength and conditioning program or facility um, at hand. So um, one year, uh, Morehouse uh, was one and nine, and um, they beat Clark. They met last Saturday, zero and nine, Clark zero and nine, Morehouse. On the first play, they have an all-out brawl with over 40 um, players, and they decided to give them both personal fouls and move on, because if they had ejected all of them, they could not have played the game. Um, just foolishness for sure. Buddy Pugh retires after 23 years. Um, the head coach of South Carolina State, he is now retired. And Chenis um, Barry, who is the head coach at Benedict, undefeated the past two years in regular season. Um, they're looking at him to replace him because he does not have any benefits at Benedict College. Um, none yeah. to speak of, just the salary. So wow. South Carolina State seems to be going at him hard right now. And um, what was the last thing? Uh, Malaysia Fulwiley, I want you to remember that name, freshman oh, yeah. at the University of South Carolina for the women's oh, yeah. basketball team. She's the real oh, deal. Yeah. Um, yes, she is. And, 
Yeah, yeah. I want to see. My, and I'm sure, I was sure that Tim was watching that game in Paris with, with the um, opponent being Notre Dame. I was positive he got to see that. <laughs> with popcorn. <laughs> Tim, I like the boots, but I didn't like her burgundy hair. But anyway, it was a great showing <laughs> um, in Paris. Malaysia for Wally. Um, I, I'm, I'm really is interested to see how she does this year as a freshman. But 17 points in that first game. Um, last night, I don't think she did as fair as well. Um, yesterday yes. at one o'clock, but yes, she did. Precious. Yes, yes, she, she did. did well yesterday. She was in foul trouble the first half. Then yep. she came back the in and turned. She mm-hmm. came in the second half and turned it out. Oh wow, wow! She really, as as Don Staley is not shying away from it. She said she thinks she's a generational talent, and she offered her a scholarship in seventh grade. And she stayed here in Columbia, South Carolina. That's what probably I would have offered her. Probably wow. offered her as a third grader. But anyway, that girl, she's <laughs> good. She's really good. Yeah. All right, Carlos, yeah. what you got for us, Carlos? You know, we we talked. Uh, we were just coming out of talking about coaches and situations, and you know, I think Penn State has to ask themselves the question with Coach Franklin. I mean, we've all pulled for him. But it seems very difficult to win the big game. I mean, no wins against Michigan, no wins against Ohio State, and that's what it's going to take in the Big Ten and going to take for Penn State to get over the hump. So I I think, tell me if I'm wrong, though, I think he just signed an extension last year maybe. And uh, But I think Penn State has to ask themselves the question, can we win the big game with this coach, and how are we going to do this? I know they fired their offense coordinator, so it seems to be the trickle down there, but I think we got to ask questions about Franklin. Okay. Uh, and I hear you, Carlos, but they just – they're not getting the recruits. I, this is my personal opinion. I don't, I just don't think they're getting the recruits that – Michigan and Ohio State are getting. They're close. Yeah, last year they had the enough. number one, the number one running back in the nation went to Penn State. Okay, so they're yeah, getting. They're still have, getting some don't people. Don't you need blocking? Do you need somebody to of block course. for you? Of course. I agree. I'm just saying. From, uh, I think. I think the that's the line from Colorado is transferring. <laughs> yeah. <right>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they went in the portal and they still gonna be in the portal. But anyway, I, I, I open the open mic, Larry. You know, Will reminded me of this. Uh, my son played. I think he was, and Dutch has known this. But um, Howard's men's ba- uh, uh, golf team. Um, they had their first. I want to believe the first uh, all-black televised uh, golf outing. And oh. Howard, the uh, Howard men's uh, men's side, Howard won it. Um, and then the women, when I last left it, were in first place also. So they are building a strong men's and women's program uh, down there at Howard. I know everybody sees Curry, but that was uh, the uh, gentleman down there. I can't remember his name. The coach. He was at Stanford with Tiger. So he's, you know, he's been in the business for a long time, and he's building a nice program over there. And it's nice to see them. 
uh, finally get a, a deal for television. Um, I've been watching for years, and you don't typically see that. It's always nice to see. Hey, Larry, that's until it go yeah. up against J.R. Smith. Is it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I did watch them. Yeah, you're right. J.R.? Yeah, J.R., tell you how hard the game is. Okay. I want, uh, Larry, I want to stay with you because did your top five change at all? Yeah, you know what? It, the last show made me change my top five. And it, it was some of the things they said, and I'll tell you as I go through it. So I've got Georgia at number one. I got Ohio State at two, Florida State at three, Washington at four, and I got Michigan out at the top uh, at top four, just because of the way they cheated, and I think it has a huge impact on the game. And I know nobody else will, but I got no respect for the way they did that, and they're out of my top four. Okay, uh, go with Carlos. What's your your top five, Carlos? All right, um, I got. Ohio State at one, Georgia at two, Florida at three, Washington at four, and Oregon at five. And I will never put Michigan in my top five again, at least this year. My man. Okay. Doc, what you got for us, Doc? I got Georgia at one, Ohio State at two, three, Washington at four, and then I got Michigan at five. Uh, Precious? Um, Ohio State 1, Georgia 2, Michigan 3, Washington 4, and Florida State 5. Okay. Yeah, I've got Georgia still at number 1 until somebody beats them. Uh, I've got Florida State at number 2. We're going to meet your mic from here on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Michigan number three and uh, Washington at four and Ohio State at five. Okay. All right, Will, what you got for us? I'm going to keep Georgia at number one. I'll do Ohio State number two, Florida State number three, Washington number four, and Michigan number five. Okay, staying right with you, Will. Let's talk about Ole Miss and Georgia. Build up before the game, man. I mean, this was just a statement game from uh, Georgia. I think I expected a lot closer matchup between two top ten teams. We've all been kind of waiting for Georgia to be tested against a high level opponent in the SEC this year. Um, I thought, you know, I think a lot of people were expecting this to be one of the better games of the weekend, and then just Georgia just put their foot down. They have three hundred yards. Rushing and 300 yards passing. I mean, Ole Miss has no answer. It seems like Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss, I mean, they do a good job, you know, building up games and trash talking beforehand, but it just never seems to be able to, you know, get the performance out of them during these big matchups against these elite SEC teams. So I think uh, this is the Georgia we've been waiting to see all year. They're getting Bowers back. Uh, So look for them to continue to be dominant. Hey, Tim. Well, I think Will said everything that I was going to say, so I, I'll I'll just say ditto. Okay, uh, Preston. I was hoping that Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin would do. Um, I think this is the first time I've ever rooted for Lane Kiffin. But um, 
and I, I think they scored on their first drive. But other than that, it, it was really mm-hmm. a whole home game. And um, Brock Byers is back and looked good. Um, you know, I, I thought he was out for the season. Little did I know. But this was a statement game for Georgia. And now it's Georgia and Alabama in the SEC championship game um, the first Saturday in December. Okay. All right, Doc. Yeah, I agree with everyone. I think this might have been, you know, the most complete game that Georgia's played this year. Um, as Will mentioned, you know, Beck passed for over 300, Milton rushed for 100, Bowers is back. Um, and, you know, Ole Miss, uh, you know, this lane, you know, does a good job as far as the offense, but even they sputtered. And they just, like Prentice said, they didn't really have an answer for Georgia's onslaught. Yeah, everybody's kind of touched on it already. Uh, Ole Miss came out, and I thought that we were going to have a game. Uh, but after that first drive, uh, there was nothing there. Um, I, I think I've heard some uh, some people talk about, you know, there are teams that come on and they, they win the game prior to coming out. And that's, like, that's what it felt like happened during this game. Uh, Georgia came out, and once the ball started rolling downhill for them, it was it really was over. They were overmatched at every position. I don't know about coaching. But it seemed like Ole Miss didn't even have the, the, the a record that they a, a winning record. So um, I just think they were outmatched uh, um, skills wise. I just don't think they had the players, or at least it did not look like they had the players to compete at that level. Okay, uh, Carlos, were you surprised Georgia was easy, it was so easy for Georgia to run on Ole Miss? Not really. I mean, Georgia basically looked like Georgia. Finally, this year, um, I thought they would. You know, it was like coming out time, and I thought I think they took the challenge. It really seemed like the team had the confidence that we thought they always would have. But it seemed like they really played with confidence at every position and wanted to be dominant in every aspect, and and they were. They just I thought Georgia would win fairly big, and that's exactly what they did. Okay. I'm going to stay right with you, Carlos, because I, I, what did you think of the Utah and Washington game? Well, I mean, tough back-and-forth matchup. I mean, I, I've been a Utah fan for the last couple of years. Pennick was, you know, doing his thing at, at Washington also. Heisman hopeful. Um, and I thought it was a good game, back-and-forth, I think. We we I can't really say it was bad defense, but it was just much better offense. And, you know, Washington prevailed, but I think it was a, a tough, hard-fought game. Okay. Will, your thoughts on the Washington game in Utah? It's a good competitive game. I thought Utah uh, gave them a good fight. I like how Utah plays. I think they're really missing Cam Rising this year to do significant damage, but still – you know, when you're strong like them on defense in the trenches, you can pretty that, – that travels. You compete with anybody. Um, too bad for that kid that dropped the ball on the one-yard line, could have had a pick six there, and the game probably would have been a lot uh, – the score mm-hmm. would have been a lot wider, but they still got a safety out of it, I guess. But uh, credit to Washington. Uh, Pennick probably um, highs on the front runner right now, assuming he can finish strong, and let's see how they go. Hey, Larry, when you saw that, the guy dropped the ball, the one, what, what was you thinking? <laughs> 
Ooh, Jackie Smith. <laughs> I, I, I went all. I literally went all the way back to Jackie Smith when I see. Who, who I he played for, like uh, Larry? That was the Cowboys and Washington. Dallas. Come on, no, he only played for the Cowboys. <laughs> no, no, Jackie Smith played for uh, St. Louis too. Oh, oh no, I know, but in this context, for Princess, it's only the Cowboys. Oh, yeah, okay, <laughs> you saying the Cowboys? My bad. You saying the yeah. Cowboys because of Princess? Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> In case you didn't hear me, uh, that was tough to see. I, I tell you what, I, I got out of this game. Um, we've been talking about Utah for a while, and they've taken on, and they have for you know some while now, taken on their coach's personality. Uh, they played extremely well. They're undermanned. You know, when you lose your a few top players, especially at a quarterback position, and you can still play with a Washington that has a Heisman, you know, front runner. Uh, you're doing extremely well. Um, Washington also, I, I think that their, their wide receiver is going to be drafted probably in the first or second round also. Um, so they have some talent. I think, you know, it was good to see them win the game. Um, I, I did pick them. I thought it would be close. Um, but I'm not sure what Washington will do further with that defense. But it was a really, really good game. You could tell how good of a program Utah has, uh, not just the team. They're going to be good. Uh, I'm sure they'll recruit well, and they'll be back next year. Right, uh, Doc, since we didn't get to talk last week, were you taking Utah or were you taking Washington in this match? No, I was, I was taking Washington. You know, I'm a big uh, home field advantage type of person. And so I think this is a pretty good game. I mean, Penix had his usual game. Um, but I think that Washington's defense wasn't necessarily as stout as it, it, it's going to need to be when they play a little bit better opponents. Because even though Utah fights, I mean, you know, Barnes has his limitations, and um, you know, I don't think their offense, as as was mentioned, they're missing Cam Rising, so their offense wasn't really, you know, that that powerful. And, and Washington's defense kind of let them do what they need to do. But I guess they made enough plays to seal the game, and um, and overall, I think it's a good victory for Washington. Okay, oh, Princess. Larry Tisdale is not going to make it through this whole show. Okay, second. Um, you know what? Utah did not score in the second half. This was a game and a back-and-forth game in the first half, and, I, and and it was probably, to me, I thought that was the best game for the first half. But in the second half, they didn't score, and um, in Washington didn't score in the, in the fourth quarter because of that young man dropping the ball at the, at the one-yard line. He celebrated hard before he got across the, the goal line. But I think Penix is still the real deal. Um, I think it was Larry Tisdale that said they're going to have to, and I was thinking of the Huskies, get a better defense coming up. Uh, if they have that type of defense um, in the final four, if they get to that point, um, that's not good enough. They're, they're going to have to do better. But I love Penix Jr. Hey, Tim. Yeah, Doug, I didn't see very much of that game. I was uh, on the road. Uh, I did see a, co- a comment from uh, Kevin um, on the thread. He mentioned he he said he thought Washington was the best team in the country. Um, uh, so I don't I don't really know other than I know previously I have liked them all season, and I hope they get in the four team uh, playoff and get a chance to show uh, what they can do against the top uh, teams in the country. Hey, Tim, I want to stay with you. You know, we got Michigan and those kitty cats. Well, your thoughts on that game? 
Uh, Michigan looks really good to me, um, regardless of what's going on uh, there with the, the, the scandal. Um, that's a pretty good football team, and I, I think they might uh, conceivably beat Ohio State again this year. Um, so uh, just kind of keep your eye on them. Their quarterback, uh, J.J., is uh, is really good. they got two really top-notch running backs, and they play good defense as well. So um, I think that's uh, there's some, they're going to be something to deal with. Okay. I want to come to you, Carlos, because seeing that Michigan didn't throw the ball in the second half, they just ran the ball. Yeah. I mean, they didn't need to throw the ball. And they look like they just purposely wanted to beat up Penn State right? and just running the ball. Um, I agree. Michigan looks strong. They look like a solid team. Um, and if you don't have to throw it, you know, we know – Two things can go wrong when you throw the ball, and and they're not, you know, that's not what you need to do. So they controlled it. They had Penn State right where they wanted, and they basically ran the ball down their throat. They seemed very aggressive in every aspect of the game. Um, I was really disappointed in Penn State's approach. Um, I I was looking for them to try to establish their run, but that wasn't happening. Okay, uh, Will. Yeah, old school game. What would you have a total of eight passes on Michigan's end and Penn State? I mean, 70 passing yards for their whole offense. But, I mean, Michigan can win that way. I mean, I think they, that's how they – I mean, they can pound the ball and for 200 yards and still find ways to win. But Penn State, I mean, we saw them early in the year. Alar played pretty good. We thought their offense was going to finally turn the corner, but they just haven't been able to do it. I mean, it's just a dull – uneventful offense. I think didn't they just fire their mm-hmm. offensive coordinator earlier today? So, I don't, yeah, let's think between trying to get better players and take their time, try to find a better offensive coordinator, I don't think they'll ever take that next step and get on the level of the Ohio State and Michigan of the world until they can fix that offense. Right. Uh, I'm not Sam, I'm sorry. Larry. Yeah, you know, you have the number one running back in America, and you don't have an offensive coordinator or 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 a, a quarterback. You know they're always missing something, and I'm a Penn State fan. You know, but they've always been missing something. They have a great defensive line, but they're missing here. I, I don't think they've had a, a really an above average quarterback in quite some time, and that shows. Um, if you look at the box score, this was you know pretty even. Um, except that it looked like they were being dominated the entire game. Um, I think somebody said they just punished him. It's like, you know, Ali just wanted to beat him until, you know, he, he said his name properly. So all they did was just dominate that team. It's unfortunate. Penn State's really a decent team. I think they're much more closer than the score would indicate. Um, Michigan, on the other hand, Michigan could give some people some problems. Um, they have better athletes than I've seen in the past few years. I'm not a Michigan fan or a Harbaugh fan. But as I look at this team and the way it's constructed, they make it into that playoff system. They could do some damage. So you'd have to watch out for them. So uh, Michigan did what they needed to do. Penn State probably played a better game than the talent they have shows. Okay, Doc? Yeah, I mean, Penn State's offense was offensive, um, although Michigan's wasn't much better. I mean, I know that he's a, an old-school running game, um, a Big Ten game, like like Will said. Um, you know, Aller, 
I mean, he looked like like a, a a Heisman Trophy candidate against us, but he really hasn't showed that level of consistency um, since that game. Um, and you know, it's, I think it's like uh, like Carlos said though, it's, uh, part of the, the problem with Penn State is I think it's coaching. I, I, I question some of the decisions that. Franklin made. I mean, as, as poor as his offense was, I don't think I'd have gone for a fourth down in my own territory. And then, um, you know, you want to kind of keep the game going as long as you can. And then once they went for two points and didn't make it, the game was over. I, I think I just would have kicked the extra point and just let the game play out, kick off, and, you know, try to play defense. And then if I need to get two points at the end, I'll do that. But, you know, once they didn't make it, then it was a wrap. I know, I know they were on the call there was an analytics told them to do that but you know analytics doesn't factor in that you might not make it and if you don't make it the game's over hey uh Prince, you think franklin was pressing a little bit um i thought the the penn state quarterback did not look uh, he didn't look good and he didn't look good in in the, the ohio state game and and that's the thing i hope he um, gets better under the brighter lights. Um, and the the second thing is is that uh, Michigan's last 33 offensive plays were runs. They they you know they just said okay, that's all we need to do. And then the last thing I want to say is whoever is number 78 on Michigan who ran down the running back on Penn State. Um, wow. That. That, yeah. to me, signified the entire game. Michigan looked like they wanted and they were more prepared. Maybe they scouted and, and stole some signs. But um, Michigan was a better team on Saturday. Okay. I'm going to stay with you, Precious, because Rocky Top didn't show up, but Rockies did. So. <laughs> it wasn't Rocky Top in the morning. They didn't do anything in the <laughs> afternoon or the evening. Um, they got a butt whooping. Um, and Ooh. you know what? We, and I have to, and I just haven't said it on radio, I expected a, a different team this year, at least a 10-2, and 11-1. And, and um, Tennessee has, again, this year, even with that high-powered offense that they run, the hurry-up, um, they have been inconsistent at best, and um, they couldn't pull it off. And I think that's now three losses. But there was more expected of Tennessee um, this year for sure, at least to finish number two in the in the in the East, and they haven't come near that. Okay. Uh, uh, that Missouri team is one of the best teams in the SEC. Um, yep. And uh, a year from now, two years from now, they're going to be even better. Um, I was really impressed with what they did at Georgia last week. And the way they came out this week was just nothing more, nothing less than impressive. Um, that's a good football team. Okay, Will? Yeah, I agree. It was a great uh, – Missouri seems pretty good. Look at their two losses to uh, LSU and uh, Georgia, two of the better teams in the SEC. Uh, they're well-balanced offense. You know, I think they really made a statement here against Tennessee when they're second in the – SEC East now, so they won't get a shot at the conference championship. But great season for them. I think they're building a good program there. They'll probably get a very good bowl game uh, come January. All right. Uh, Carlos. Yeah, I, I think Missouri has better athletes than we've seen in a while. I mean, you know, they can uh, 
they can throw the ball. They can get some depth there. They can always run the ball. They play tough defense. Solid team all the way around, like everybody said. So um, in the next two years, we'll see what they do. You know the thing. You know the thing, Duck, about Missouri is that they recruit differently than anybody else in the SEC. They're getting a lot of kids mm-hmm. out of St. Louis, uh, where they play really good high school football. And they used to be known for basketball. <laughs> you said a mouthful there. Sure, sure was. But you can't. I mean, I, there's not a whole lot of kids that are chomping the bit to go to go to Missouri. You know, so um, the fact that they look so good and they're so talented says a lot about their recruiting, you know, um, talent and, and, and their coaches. They're performing well in the SEC, and I didn't think they would. I can't remember where they came from. I don't, I don't know if it was the Big 12. I just can't remember. But they did well just, in the SEC. Yeah. They were just a little bit above average in the, in the Big 12. Yeah. And, and, you know, the great thing about the state of Missouri, uh, not only uh, Missouri playing well, but Kansas and Kansas State. So, yeah. yeah. Tell me, State. Like, Larry, what you got for us, Larry? Man, that, they took them behind the shed. They destroyed them. Uh, they, they, they just displayed their dominance over them the entire game. Uh, rushing the ball, I think Carlos said, this is the first time, you know, I played out in that area. Uh, they, this is the best team that I've seen in a while athletically. Uh, they've got some skilled positions that I haven't seen in a while, some good coaching. Um, obviously, they're believing in the program. And uh, I thought Tennessee would probably look a little better than they did. Um, so it is disappointing to watch them. I think Princess mentioned that too. Maybe three losses. Uh, so, they're going to have to rebuild. I know, I'm not sure Milton will be there, but I know they have a young guy at a quarterback next year. Um, but Mizzou looks good. Uh, Mizzou looks like they could play some people uh, coming up. I'm not sure, and I know we're talking about next year and the year after, uh, but they'll still be dangerous for the rest of this year. They look really good. Solid, solid team. Okay. Uh, uh, Mizzou might have an opportunity to play West Virginia in the bowl. Folks. I hope not. Um, I, uh, no. you know, Missouri, Missouri, Missouri Bowl apology. <laughs> yeah. I got um, that joke late. I'm sorry. They're, you know, they're a good football team, and, uh, you know, they really dominated um, the balls. Um, and I think I read somewhere that uh, this is the first time in SEC history that um, you know, Cody Schrader, he's the first player to have 200 yards rushing and 100 yards receiving, which – Seems like somebody else would have done that, but I guess that was a good accomplishment by him. Shows the kind of athletes they they're starting to get, as as Carlos says. Games. Yeah, let's look at this week's games. We got some good ones coming up. Um, Georgia uh, is taking on um, University of Tennessee for the East. Uh, you know, bragging rights, I guess now at this point, because Georgia sort of clinched that whole thing. But but uh, what are you thinking, Carlos? With um, Tennessee and uh, Georgia this week. I think Georgia beats their pants off. Um, <laughs> that's what I think. I okay. think Tennessee. I think Tennessee is looking forward, and Georgia is looking at right now, and uh, I think they'll handle them relatively easily. Okay, Doc Basil, what do you think of Tennessee and Georgia? Yeah, I, I agree. I think Georgia, you know, they're close to the finish line. They know now they're playing Bama and SEC Championship. 
and, you know, they're looking for bigger and better things, and Tennessee is just a road bump in their way. And um, I, I don't think Tennessee is, is as obviously as good as they were last year. And even though they're playing at home in Neyland Stadium, they might keep it close early with the fans, but ultimately Georgia's going to get up in them. Yeah, well, that was the thing I was, uh, you know, God just brought up uh, that I was thinking about is that they are um, – that's one of the loudest stadiums in the country in Neyland. Um, what are you thinking with Georgia coming into town this week? Yeah, it is. I think that Georgia's just um, getting better as the season goes on. I think they're playing their best ball right now. Bowers is back. You look at this last weekend, Georgia being dominant. I think Tennessee will put on a better performance than they did against Missouri, but I still think Georgia will pull away and win by a couple scores. Francis, uh, 110,000 in uh, Neyland Stadium in Knoxville. I could care less. They can go home at halftime. Georgia by <laughs> Georgia by twenty. Okay, Larry, what do you think of Georgia and uh, Tennessee? Yeah, I think that's an ass whooping coming. Uh, I think that they gonna, they could blow the brakes off of them. Um, I think Carlos said it. They're both looking in opposite directions, um, and I don't think Tennessee has what it takes as far as four to two to, to put a good – I think they'll take one drive, and if the drive doesn't go well, I think they could be in real serious trouble. This could be a 35-point game easily. Uh, wow. yeah, so they're in trouble. Yeah. Okay, Duff, Jordan will they be singing Rocky yeah. Top? Uh, I don't know if they're going to be singing Rocky Top, but they got 110 uh, people at that game, and I think the noise is only going to be a factor for Tennessee. I don't think it'll be a factor <laughs> for Georgia. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow. Let me stay with you, Doug. Uh, DJ Ungle, whatever his name is, DJU is having a tremendous season at Oregon State, uh, taking on the Washington Huskies who are trying to get into the playoffs. What do you think? Thinking okay, you're wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's Washington and Utah, right? Oh, okay. No, it's Oregon State. No, it's Oregon State. Oregon State, Washington. Yeah. Okay. Wrong, Tim. It's Washington all the way. Okay, okay. What are you thinking, Will Harris? Oregon State, DJU. Well, Washington, Phoenix is going to finish this year strong. Oregon State's had a good season, though. It's good to see DJU bounce back, but I'm going to go with Washington. Okay, Doc uh, Doc Basil, we didn't think DJU could play uh, when he left Clemson. Uh, what are you thinking? They got a chance to show it against the, one of the best teams in the country. Yeah, I guess that's what Dabo thought. But um, I, you know, I think this is definitely going to be a good game early on. Um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I, I wasn't necessarily impressed with Washington's defense, and I think DJ and the rest of Oregon State is going to give them, you know, something to deal with, especially in, I think it was going to say Corvallis, especially in, you know, Oregon State. So I think it'll be close early, but I think, uh, you know, Penix will do enough to pull it out near the end and give me Washington. Okay. Carlos, Washington and Oregon State? Well, like it's already been stated, um, you know, the quarterback at Oregon State is having a great year. I think he just needed a a change of place uh, to to shine, obviously. But I think Pinnock and Washington are a stronger team. I think defensively they'll be able to uh, 
make some moves against Oregon State, and I think Washington wins pretty handily, actually. Good, Larry Tisdale. What do you think, Washington and Oregon State? Yeah, I'm a Washington fan. Um, I think this is going to be a tougher game than uh, many of us anticipate. Um, I do think that Penix is a difference maker, and we we saw that last game. We've seen that throughout the season. Um, DJ's playing really well also. Um, Oregon State's got a good ball club too. Washington's defense uh, concerns me, uh, but I do like the difference maker that they have on that offense with, with uh, Penix leading the way. Um, I've got Washington. This, I think it's going to be a really, really good game. i got Washington pulling south. Princess, uh, did, did we get you on this one? No, we didn't. Um, I'm just happy that DJ has 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 had a excellent season. What were you going to say, Tim? No, who, Oregon State beat somebody pretty handily in the the bowl game last year. Um, you know what, Tim? Was. We're just not going to make it, are we? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I forgot who was it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then I stopped talking so that she could go ahead and ask um, that question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Washington wins. I'm going to beat you behind. Okay. <laughs> Let me stay with you, Princess. Uh, Utah's coming off a loss against an Arizona team that went in the Boulder this past week and uh, won at the last uh, at the last second against Dion's squad. Uh, what are you thinking there? This is an I don't care game. I, I don't care who wins. If they go into triple overtime and still tie, I could care less. You, you know, Arizona, I'm not picking Utah. Okay. Doc Basil, um, Arizona's having a pretty decent year going up against Utah. You know, yeah, I, I, I actually was just looking at their schedule early. I mean, besides their early season loss to Mississippi, Mississippi State, I mean, they, you know, they've had a, a decent year, as you mentioned. They're, you know, like a 7-3. Um I know it's at home, but, you know, Utah, you know, definitely have a you know, strong will, and I think that, uh, you know, winning is not going to want allow them to lose two games in a row. So I think it'll be a close game, but I think Utah would do just enough to win on the road. Okay, Carlos, so Utah and Arizona. Well, bottom line, I think Utah is just tougher. Um, I think it'll be somewhat of a shootout, but I think – once it gets close and gets tight, I think Utah will prevail. Okay. Uh, Larry Tisdale, Utah and Arizona. Yeah. I, I, I like Utah. Um, I think they do have the better program, even with all the injuries that they sustain. I think they just have better coaching. I think Arizona played a really good game uh, last week. Uh, I think uh, Utah could run away with this, um, surprisingly. They could be at least a 14-point, maybe even more win. Uh, this week. I like Utah, and they always play well. They seem to bounce back well, even after a, a tough loss, so I like them in this game. Hey, Doc Basil, um, did we get you on this one? Utah and uh, Arizona? You, you did, yes. Okay, Will, Will, what are you thinking? Yeah, this would be a uh, good matchup, but I'm going to go with uh, Utah. I just think they're well, very well coached and they're uh, tougher. In Arizona and Utah. This is going to be my upset special. I'm going with Arizona. Okay. They're having a good season, no doubt. Let me stay with you. Uh, I think you were, you were just mentioning that Kansas and Kansas State are both having really good years. Kansas lost this week. Uh, but what are you thinking going into this matchup? 
and they lost because they lost their quarterback. Uh, right. Tim, and I think, you know, they got their first and second team quarterback injured. Uh, so I, I'm going to go with Kansas State. They both have identical records, so I'm thinking Kansas State might pull it out because I don't know if the, the quarterback that was in uh, concussion protocol would be back. Okay. Doug Basil, what are you thinking, uh, Kansas and Kansas State? Yeah, I, I agree with Doc. I mean, if the quarterback was playing, I probably would go for Kansas, especially playing at home. But um, I think that, you know, it takes a little bit away from them and the Jayhawks. And I think that Kansas State, is, they're going to be kind of ground the pound a little bit short in the game. And I think they're going to do enough for upset on the road. Okay, Carlos, um, big uh, cross-state rivalry, Kansas-Kansas State. What are you thinking? Yeah, I think just the opposite. I think that Kansas, you know, under the uh, issues of their quarterback, they'll do the ground and pound. I think they they have a running game that they can utilize, and I think they're going to uh, play some tough D, shorten the game with the running game, pass when you need to. Um, I'm going with Kansas. Okay, Will Harris, what are you thinking? Kansas, Kansas State. It's a two good teams. Like Kansas, last couple of years, has been unlucky with uh, Daniels, the original starter, getting hurt, and then Bean just getting hurt now. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Kansas, though. I think they had a tough loss this past week, but I do think Bean, based on reports today, he's going to be healthy and they expect him to play again. So I think they'll pull this out. Uh, Larry Tisdale, uh, they've got uh, at Kansas the uh, former coach who won all those titles at North Dakota State uh, and mm-hmm. is doing some good things there. Going against uh, Kansas State, who's a perennial power in the Big 12. What do you think? It. Uh, by the way, great coach. Uh, dominated that, that division for a long time. Um, but Kansas State, I think, pulled this out. Uh, they've been playing really well all season. They've had some tough, close losses. Um, but, again, another really great program. Um, probably uh, right under top-tier programs uh, throughout America, top 15 teams. I think they do extremely well this week. I like uh, Kansas State. Uh, to win this one. Okay. Uh, Princess, what do you think of Kansas, Kansas State? Kansas State is traveling to Kansas. I don't know what the mileage is, but Kansas State is a uh, favorite by a touchdown or a little more. So I'm, I'm going to go with Vegas and the odds in, in Kansas State. Okay, Doc. Okay, uh, let's come back to you, Doc. What, what pro games did you watch over the weekend? You know, I kind of flipped around, but uh, I think the one I was kind of most intrigued by watching was uh, the uh, Texans and the Bengals game. Um, You know, with each passing week, I've been more and more impressed with C.J. Stroud and, you know, his ability to, to the last couple of weeks, have kind of game-winning drives to, uh, you know, pull the games out. He he just looks like he's just so comfortable and like a seasoned veteran. And, you know, even though he doesn't have a lot of weapons that – you know, most people know about um, besides, I guess, Dalton Schultz. Um, you know, he's he's getting the best out of them, and you know, D'Amico Ryan's he's got to be uh, really happy with with their selection of him and and his progress. Um, you know, Joe, Joe Burrow made a couple of uh, ill-advised throws, and you know, kind of cost them. So that was the main game I watched. Okay. Did you watch this weekend? Oh, uh, I, I tried to watch that debacle last night. Um, <laughs> it, it, uh, I, I, we, we need a quarterback bad. 
I mean, really badly. <laughs> and and an offensive line. We you, these guys don't block anybody. So the Jets, uh, I, I saw that um, the Jets and the Raiders, the old AFL matchup. Um, they don't resemble what they were in the 1970s and 80s, but um, you know, it was something to watch. But the one that really captured my attention, that was really impressive, was the Cleveland Browns against the Baltimore Ravens. Um, they look their defense is just. They shut people down. I mean, they Miles Garrett just runs through t- uh, blocks, and and he's got a couple of running mates that are that are pretty nice. Uh, the dude, Ladarius White, that they picked up from um, um, Green Bay. Uh, I think it's White. Um, uh, he's just uh, that defense is really strong. So I was really impressed with Cleveland, and and, and Deshaun Watson showed up yesterday, even though he's hurt. Um, that was that was an impressive game. Uh, impressive win, and I, I've got my eyes on the Cleveland Browns for the rest of the season. If Watson can can be somewhat healthy. Okay, uh, Will. Yeah, I also watched the um, Chargers versus the Lions. I mean, the Lions are off to a great start this year. Running back Jameer Gibbs. Uh, I guess when Montgomery went down, Gibbs started to take over. And now they got a great one-two punch with Gibbs and Montgomery there. I mean, golf, I mean, he's up and down, but I think he's also playing really well. They had a very good draft uh, this past year with the Iowa uh, tight end, Laporta Gibbs. They got a linebacker out of Iowa, too, so I look out for the Lions in the NFC. Okay, Carlos. Uh, I watched the Raiders and the Jets. That was uh... – Boring and annoying. The best thing about that was sorry for the Texas remarks by showing the president of the team at halftime. That was the best thing about that game. I wish her the best. She appears to be quite a lovely lady and very capable uh, and assistant. But um, the game I watched more was uh, the Chargers and the Lions. And in my opinion, Staley just has to go. I mean, you know, supposed to be a defensive-minded guy. Um, the Chargers, when they need to, don't show up defensively. Uh, their offense is is there, but, you know, the, the, the special teams and the defense seem to, to let me down. So I find that disappointing. I feel that Campbell um, out-coached Staley uh, in this matchup, and – takes his chances when it seems, you know, like he's early in the games and at crucial points, yes. But Staley is disappointing. I think he needs to go. Okay. All right. Yeah, I got a chance to watch a, a little of every all the games. Uh, the Browns-Ravens games was a good game. Um, I've been pulling for, for our guy coming back off of his suspension. Uh, so to watch him be and, – and, you you know, they paid him the money to win big games. Uh, he won a big game. Uh, he's been playing well. Obviously, he has some injuries. Um, and then last night I was trying to watch uh, the, the Jets Raiders. I was pulling. I thought, you know, what a great game for them to come back. Um, and then at the very end for him to, you know, make that, uh, you know, that, that, that pass, the interception, it was hard to see. And then the last the last game that I finally watched was uh, the Eagles-Cowboys uh, game. And it was great to see the Eagles uh, uh, dominate uh, the Cowboys, although the Cowboys did come to play. That wasn't this um, week. 
That was two weeks that ago. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> oh, just go I, ahead I, I, I and know. stop that. Everybody's being quiet and let you talk. Stuff. Move on, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> I got my notes mixed up. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, and I was on mute. I hurried up and got off mute. Come on, Duck. Next. Uh, I'm coming to you, Princess. What you watch? Joker. <laughs> um, you know, I actually didn't get to see much yesterday because I was traveling with Rev. The only game I really saw was the Las Vegas Antonio Pierce Raiders um, and and the Jets. So, um, and, and and really, that's all I really want to say is Antonio Pierce two and zero, and I, I really like how he's handling press conferences. And I, I hope he gets an opportunity to be in a head coach. But I and I'm glad that he has his opportunity to be an interim. And he looks good. He sounds good. And um, I, I like his approach to. Um, how he's managing that team. But I, I didn't get to see the Cowboys and all 49 at that point um, for sure. So, um, And we can't talk anything about that other game. It was on the bye week. Larry is suspended. All right. Uh, Princess, I want to stay with you right quick. Uh, are you beefing? <laughs> are you making us go? Duck, um, I'm beefing, and I'm going to stay consistent with this. Um, Taylor Swift was in Buenos Aires with Travis Kelsey on bye week, and they show her changing the lyrics to her song now, and, and including the man from the Kansas City Chiefs and all of that, and then running off the stage and kissing him. I am so over this, and I'm going to continue to boycott and to, to t- voice my disdain until they do something with Okay, so it's not even cute anymore. People date all the time. Yeah. Why is this a big deal? I, I'm seriously. Why has it become? I mean, they're not even engaged or anything. They're dating. No. May break up next week, but we keep following them around like it's the biggest thing. That's my. It's going to be a bad. It will be a bad breakup when this one happens. Hmm. All right. Okay. Uh. uh hi, Doc. Uh, you you're beefing on making us go home. Are you? Going to follow up on what Princess said that she's jealous of Taylor Swift. Uh, Listen, Duck. No. I didn't say I was jealous. Take it back, Duck. Um, you know, I'm 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 beefing. You know, with the news of uh, Jimbo being fired, I think it's interesting with these football programs. You know, Kevin Sumlin was 51 and 26 and went to six straight pro six straight bowls. I think his worst season was like seven and five, but you know that wasn't good enough for A and M. You know, it's last time I checked, they aren't like a traditional powerhouse or anything. And I think they said their last national championship was in like 1939. So, so they just had to have Jimbo, who actually was 45 and 25, um, with all the number one recruiting classes that he had there. So I don't feel sorry for him there. You know, paying out that 80 million. So they, I guess they get what they, what they. Uh, they got. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Will, you're beefing or making us go? Hmm. You know, going home this week about Alabama. I mean, they're quietly climbing up the rankings, putting together some big wins, one loss, um, looking to lock up the SEC West. I think this is one of Nick Saban's best coaching jobs, considering the uh, change at quarterback and young team he has this year. So, 
are they going to be contenders in the SEC? We'll see. Hi. Hello. You're beefing and making us go. Mike, it kind of started. Did you say me? Okay, breaking up. Um, first of all, I, I guess I'm kind of saying whom. Um, I want to congratulate you on your new coach, Jumbo Fisher, that's going to be coming to you sooner than later. I'm sure <laughs> A&M and West Virginia will want to split this $76 million owed, and so they'll make a decision on that. But what I really want to say is, the NFL, it, it, you know, as Precious mentioned, the, the whole Taylor Swift and that whole gimmicky thing, which is going to be a, you know, fall and burn, as we know. And then if you, if you look at the games now, look how they're even shooting games. Things are becoming very WWE-ish. Okay, like they'll find a fan that's very animated in the stand, and then they'll shoot that person, highs and lows, and looking at this person. I think it's it's coming very gimmicky, very questionable. You know, even it's becoming more show to me than game, which is scary to me and hurtful as a former player, like to watch this game go to referee calls and how you shoot things in the stands, I think, once again, the NFL needs to be leery of the way they're projecting their product. Okay. All right. You're beefing on making us go. Uh, wow. I, this is this is a little bit of both. I, I'm going to go down to Tennessee and uh, what's been happening down there. I think it was Malik Willis that uh, came out and uh, blasted Ryan Tannehill um, uh, because when he got there, he I think he probably reached out to Ryan for help, and Ryan told him, you know, it's not my, uh, it's not my job to mentor him or just to make him any better. Uh, if he learns from me, he will learn from me, and, and that's the way it is. And when he gets hurt and Will Levis is there, he's at his side, press conferences, you know, whatever you need, I got your back. Uh, so, obviously, this, and again, I think that, that's the name of the article, was just, I'm a black quarterback. Um, so, obviously, race plays a color with this. Um, uh, Will, you know, gets the, uh, the benefit of, of, of a veteran coach or a veteran quarterback, while Malik never had any uh, tutelage while he was there, obviously. And so we couldn't figure out why he wasn't getting on the field with all that talent. Well, now we have uh, some of the reasons as to why he's not playing as well. Okay. Uh, I is think I saw it out with you, Doc. Is he still there? He's still there, yes. yeah. Okay. Hey, Tim, take us home, Tim. Beefing or yeah, making I, us go? Well, I, I got a beef brewing, but but it's it's going to hold for – I'm just watching I'm watching two things. I'm watching the Democrats self-destruct and getting ready to uh, fool around with their own stupidity and put this um, Mr. Trump back in the office. Um, And I'm also uh, watching this uh, college football committee, who I have never really liked, uh, (laughs) trying to to put two Big Ten teams into the uh, 
into this uh, championship round. Um, I have no idea how they could look at teams on the field this year and have Florida State as the fourth best team in the country. Um, yeah. they're, by rights, Michigan or Ohio State ought to count one another out. And whoever wins the SEC should go and the other one should be canceled out. I think they're trying to put two Big Ten teams in there, and they're going to end up uh, really uh, just screwing this thing up like they have before. So if Bama, if Bama beats Georgia, Georgia should go home? They don't get to yeah, go? Georgia yeah, yeah. They, they, I mean, they, they know they're playing for the playoffs when they go into the SEC championship game. Hmm. Okay. Florida, Florida State has they had, uh, Florida State two Big Ten teams in that, two Big Ten teams in that last year, yeah. and uh, Ohio State played played well, but Michigan got blown out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah they, how many teams are in this year? Does it go to twelve? Oh, year. Next year. Next year. It's four. four again? Yeah, but I mean, you've got. You've got Oregon, uh, you know, who's who's clearly as good as as anybody. Alabama, who's playing just about as good as anybody, and uh, and and you know they're not they're, they're trying to screw one of these teams uh, with with the team ahead of them losing, which they've done before. They, I mean, they 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 they're awful. Yeah, yeah. Someone for the Pac-12 has to represent because that, that's been like the best conference. So. Hopefully Washington can can play out play its well out and and get in. I know, like you say, if they lose, that they might be short. Wow! Hey, Princess, come out of here, Princess. All right, gentlemen, thank you, Doc, Larry Tisdale, Carlos Bradley, Will Harris. Who else do I have? I think I got everybody. Um, Tim Moore and, and Duck Riley. I thank you all for this. Was really good. It was great to be back. I can't wait until tomorrow night. Have a great week, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Never had it so good. Thank you.